0: Hello, dear friends. Once again, we welcome you to our weekly Bible study right here on our website. Let's talk about Jesus is the name of our Bible study. Now, we we go all over the Bible, Old and New Covenant, the whole word of the living God. But our primary focus in all of the teachings is to exalt and magnify and glorify Jesus. Jesus Christ, the one mediator between God and man, for it is written in the new covenant that there is no other name given under heaven to men by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul said it clearly, I don't want to know anything among you, therefore, (laughs) but Jesus and him crucified. Glory to God. Listen, friend of mine, today we need to hear some good news bad from the Word of God. And we feel so helpless sometimes. And if we stay in that sense of helplessness, we're going to very quickly become just like the world. And we're going to fall into hopelessness. But we are not without hope. We're not like others who have no hope. It's one of the unique things in especially troubled times that mark us as the children of God. We serve the God of hope. Hallelujah. And there's no situation so so dark and so seemingly impossible that we do not have hope because we serve a God who is all-powerful and who is ultimately, therefore, in control when everything seems out of control. And he's given us a privilege and a power in intercessory prayer. And we're still dealing with that great subject that going into this year, I don't know what's coming this year. I'm not going to say some great prophetic thing about what God has shown me but here's what I do know in my heart it's going to be another year with great if not greater challenges than previous years something something is coming now I don't know exactly what it is and you know here's, here's now before you just see all cataclysmic events and possibilities of this and that and the other plagues and volcanoes and hurricanes and tornadoes and and earthquakes and and political upheaval and wars and rumors and we could go on and on and on about all of the threats i believe we're going to see god move in answer to corporate prayer like we have never seen God move. There is a scripture in the old covenant that said, call upon me and I will show you. It means to pray in faith believing, call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. Hallelujah, friend of mine, I want to see these great mighty things like I've never seen before because the New Testament goes on to declare (laughs) God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we think or ask according to the power that worketh in us. I believe the Holy Spirit in us as we pray in intercession. Praise God, there is power released. And there are going to be answers to prayer like we have never seen them. If we understand the principle of corporate prayer, praying together, praying in agreement, the power of agreeing intercession praise God hallelujah if you have your Bibles we're going to look at this principle in both the old and new covenant beginning in Daniel chapter 2 verse 16 through 19 let me set this up in in context Dan, Daniel is is going to interpret a dream. Uh, that the king has and the wise men that he brought in uh uh they they couldn't and there was danger when you failed the king's request and Daniel was in danger uh and, and 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 God wanted to do something in answer to prayer Daniel was a praying man he opened his window to the east and he prayed every single day a friend of mine He needed help in intercession. In this particular case, he did not try to go it alone. Listen to how this this worked out and how God worked it out and how God answered prayer. Beginning with verse 16 of Daniel 2, it says, Then Daniel went in, desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went into his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. You know who this was? It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whose names had been changed to Babylonian names to distance them and try to disassociate them from the worship of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob from Jehovah so that they would become really just brought into the Babylonian culture. Uh, Listen, verse 18 said that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then... Then, it's not just when Daniel prayed, he was such a n- prayer warrior person of, of dependence upon God that he prayed every single day as was his custom praise God expressing his his dependence upon the Lord every day not just when the trials of life and crisis of life drove him to God he expressed this need for God's help and direction every single day and yet He called his brethren to come and pray with him. The power of agreement, you see, in prayer. Then, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. I like what Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, this great German Christian. He said, a Christian fellowship lives and exist by the intercessions of its members for one another, or it collapses. I want to say that again. A Christian fellowship, in effect, a church, a group of people that are true believers gathered together, lives and exists by the intercessions of its members for one another, or it collapses. Listen. Daniel did not attempt to stand alone. He didn't attempt to go it alone. He told his companions so that they could join him in seeking God for the answer. Remember when Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray? He he, he, he had to go in there and talk to God one-on-one, on one, alone. But he asked Peter to watch with him. Not to go in there with him. But to pray with him while he went in there. To pray with him for whatever he was going to ask when he got in there. In this conversation with the Father concerning his will for his life. In particular, his sacrificial death on the cross. He asked Peter to pray pray to watch and to pray couldn't you watch with me one hour Peter fell asleep of course and sometimes I think we're asleep to the fact that we need to be praying with and for one another we see a mighty anointing on a man of God woman of God and we think they got it together they don't need my prayer (laughs) they pray for me they lay hands on me they intercede for me honey The Apostle Paul, after talking about spiritual warfare and the armor of God, said, Pray for me and for all saints, praying with and for one another, you see, that utterance may be given unto me with all prayer, all manner of prayer and supplication. He knew the power of intercessory prayer personally, and he knew that it was multiplied when we did it corporately, and collectively. I do not understand the mystery of corporate prayer, but is biblically and scripturally and spiritually clear that when Christians pray in concert, whether 220 or 2000 and go on and on, the force of prayer is greatly multiplied through this kind of agreeing in prayer, praise God that's why the Old Covenant said, if my people, all of my people corporately, people who have the right to pray, people who have the privilege of having a covenant with God that allows us to talk to him mouth to mouth in prayer. Matthew 1819 and 20 this is a f- familiar verse of scripture we need to revisit it especially in this year when God's putting the spotlight on intercession, that what? That he might be able to address the challenges with grace sufficient and answer prayers in such a way that there will be a counterattack, <laughs> hallelujah, against all of the attacks of the enemy. Praise God. Listen to what Jesus says, Matthew eighteen, nineteen, and 20. Again, I say unto you, That if two of you shall agree on earth, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Well, what's he in the midst of us for? Well, What is the te- context of this? When we pray together, he is there to manifest the answer. <laughs> Praise God. He is right here with us, not sitting aloof in heaven at the right hand of God, but he's right in the midst of us. God is in the midst of us. One commentator says of these two verses, and I quote, There is great authority in corporate and agreeing prayer. The reason is that when two or three are gathered together in faith and committed to Christ, He is in their midst. His presence will impart faith, strength, direction, grace, and consolation. Hallelujah. The Greek word used here for agreement is sumphoneo, and it means to be harmonious, to accord. The Amplified says it clearly. If two of you on earth agree, harmonize together. Together make a symphony. Hallelujah. Amen. No wonder the devil wants to divide and conquer. He doesn't want us to come together. Pray together, work together, serve together, do everything as a functioning part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the church truly is. It's not just an organization, praise God, it's an organism. A building, the scripture said, not of stone or of mortar or stained glass or steeple, but a building fitly, you can see the body language here, a body, a building fitly framed together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Praise God. Listen, do you remember who remarked that in union there is strength? All the political leaders of the world have realized that as Longfellow wrote in Hiawatha, listen, all your strength is in your union, all your danger in your discord. All these rulers, however, both good and bad, were talking about union for material power, Military power in particular. Jesus talks about union for spiritual power, which is the greatest force in the universe. To underestimate the enemy is a deadly mistake, and no less so in spiritual conflict. We must stand together. Oh, friend of mine. There are so many divisions in the denominational systems, and some can't help but be because there are those that are leaving the faith, that are polluting and perverting the faith. But there's there's so many that just little things are keeping us from working together, praying together, interceding together. And if we could get over and past the little things, amen, and get together in prayer, I believe God's call is for spiritual warriors to unite into a great army. I like that song about Jesus breaking every chain. Jesus breaking every chain. A contemporary song, but there's a verse in it. And I just, that verse just stands out to me today. And that verse says, God is raising an army up. God is raising an army up. To break every chain. To break every chain. To break every chain. I believe God is raising an army of prayer warriors up to break every chain. Hallelujah. Not to, to just get us set free, get others set free. Amen. And to loose the power of God. Through intercessory prayer. Praise God. Amen. We've seen what man can do. We've seen what religious organizations can do. But until we pray effectively, we won't see what God can do. That's why he said, call upon me. Pray. Pray. It releases my power on the situation and into the situation. Pray. Call upon me. Call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. In other words, this is not about a revelation of the word. This is a realization of God's power being seen in such a way that we have never seen it before. I'll show you great mighty things that you've never dreamed of. The New Testament puts it this way. <laughs> Amen. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask <laughs> beyond what anything we could conceive or imagine <laughs> god's power is is unlimited it, it there's nothing that can conquer it or oppose it when he releases it this is not an irresistible force coming against an immovable object. This is an irresistible force that doesn't recognize anything that can't be moved when it acts upon it. There is nothing too difficult for God, too hard for God. The Old Testament writer says, <laughs> he says, <laughs> Ah, Lord God, thou hast made heaven and earth by thine outstretched hand, and there is nothing too hard for you. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask according to to the power that worketh in us. I don't believe that's just because we have the Holy Spirit. I believe that's because the power of the Holy Spirit within us is released. Not just that we speak in tongues or even operate spiritual gifts, but that we achieve mighty answers to prayer, the power of prayer and the privilege of prayer that we have. You know, we emphasize the responsibility to pray, but we need to pray with an understanding that we need to do it together. Find a prayer partner. Find a prayer partner. Let let me tell you something about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk faster than I need to. I'm trying to teach and preach. It's hard to teach this without preaching this. Praise God. Listen. There's such an anointing on the message today, and I feel the anointing on the messenger. I don't know what you feel or don't feel, but I pray that you will hear with understanding the Word of God today. The Holy Spirit is called comforter, and Jesus said, I'll send you another comforter. Literally, one just like myself. I won't leave you comfortless, but I'll send you another comforter. The Greek word is paraclete and understood in the military sense of the Roman armies and the other armies of that day. It was a battle partner. It was one who stands in behalf of another. In fact, when they would go to battle, two of them, so that one, while one was fighting an enemy, someone wouldn't come up behind him and catch him without without awareness of that and, and and literally spear him or stab him in the back. They would stand back to back in battle. Back to back in battle. And that way, there was no one who could come in a surprise attack from the rear without the warrior knowing, while he is fighting effectively, that there is someone coming. And all oh, friend of mine, the paraclete is our partner in this battle. He, he sent them two by two when he sent them out. And, and the Holy Spirit is with us today as our battle partner, the paraclete. I don't want you to just see him as a comforter, someone who comes and, and, you know, puts his arms around you and says, it's going to be all right, little sheep. Uh, no, 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 no. He is here to help us in this battle between Christ and the devil, between light and darkness. And friend of mine, when we pray together and we stand together, Power is released because it God releases His power to accomplish His will when we pray together for His will to be done. And if we know His will, we pray that will together. Praise God. Listen. Ecclesiastes 2, 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall... The one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, they have heat. But how can they be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And when you start multiplying it, listen, and a threefold cord. Not quickly broken. You see, the more that we come together and pray together and work together, the more power we have to stand, hallelujah, and defeat the enemy. I like to paraphrase. It said, and one standeth alone, can be attacked and defeated. You see the principle of fighting together, someone having your back, in military and in the police department it would be called i've got your six it means i've got your back when we get together we're we're calling for backup <laughs> hallelujah we're not going to we're not going to do this by ourselves as as powerful as we may feel as as confident as we are as full of faith as we are we need each other Listen to this. I want to say that I like this paraphrase. And one standeth alone, can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back <laughs> and conquer. There is even better for a triple stranded cord is not easily broken. The book of Acts is filled with corporate prayer meetings. Every forward thrust of the church was the result of a green prayer. Every forward thrust of the church was the result of a green prayer. Look at the church at Pentecost. They prayed 10 days and preached 10 minutes <laughs> Peter's message couldn't have been longer than 10 minutes, but they had prayed for 10 days before he preached that message, and 3,000 were saved. Amen. We pray 10 minutes and preach 10 days and are ecstatic if even one person comes to Jesus. We must see the spiritual opposition and meet it with spiritual power. And prayer is the warfare, our greatest weapon. And amazingly, it's our greatest unused resource. Prayer meeting no longer brings people to church. We don't, we used to have a prayer meeting and we met to pray years ago. And I, even before my time, and here I am, 77, I do not remember church services i remember prayer after or before and after and but to pray uh, uh, pray a, a whole hour just pray are you kidding me there's nothing to do what do we do for that hour what good is that somebody preach to me somebody sing to me somebody keep me focused and well frankly uh, entertained no no, I need the word of God. Yes I do. I need to worship God. Yes I do. But answer to prayer is different. We 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 don't we don't necessarily see the enemy conquered until we pray together. Prayer meetings used to be meetings to pray. Now we have a prayer breakfast <laughs> and the greatest thing we want to know is what's on the menu. A prayer supper, a prayer, whatever, but just to pray, just to pray together. we need to re regather that, recapture that. We need to start a service with corporate prayer. I remember some years ago when we would arrive at the at our little church uh, over near the Tampa Fairground and I remember we would arrive and my wife and I would agree in prayer before we went in and people would drive up seeing us in the car not in the church not getting the sound right with the sound man and getting ready for the service and having discussions with people yet but praying together for the service and they took a cue from that and, and so we, we were always coming in five minutes after starting time because we took the time to pray. And when we walked in, someone took the cue from that and was leading several people in prayer for that church service. Wow. And it became something that continued for a season, but it didn't continue consistently. Friend of mine, this is the problem. The devil, someone someone said the devil trembles when he sees the weakest Christian on their knees or in prayer. And he really gets the shakes when he sees Christian's praying together. If my people, not my person, with all the faith and power and gifts and anointing, but if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, plural, (laughs) and turn from their wicked way, I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. Praise God. Listen, friend of mine, when we pray together, power is multiplied. And that's why the devil seeks to keep us divided. Keep us divided. Divide and conquer is his his strategy to deceive us, defraud us of this great privilege and power, and ultimately defeat us in spiritual warfare. Listen. Acts 4 and 24. It says... And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice. Now the context for this is, is that, 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 that persecution had come so strong to that early church that, that they were threatened with their very life if they kept preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were imprisonment or death. They were, and this is how they prayed. This is how they prayed together, and when they heard that, that they had been threatened with death for preaching, they lifted up their voice with one accord. Hallelujah. And the Bible said in the place wherein they were gathered was shaken. (laughs) And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit who had previously been filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Now he's rising up within them. Praise God. And miracles abounded and with great Power gave the apostles witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They said, Lord, stretch forth your hand. They were praying for these miracles. They were praying that the witness would increase that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah and he is the sovereign and savior of the world. Praise God, dear friend of mine. It is so important today that we get this message about praying together. If two of you gather together in my name. (laughs) Hallelujah. There am I. There am I. There am I. In the midst of those two or three or go on and on and on. One thing is for sure. When we come into a green prayer spiritual power is manifest in answer to those kinds of prayers. Whatever it is that keeps us apart, it's time to lay it aside. It's time to be kindly affection to one another, forgiving one another. Forgiving one another, not holding a grudge, not allowing the devil to get that wedge set. You know how they, they, they would take pieces of logs and split them? They would take a wedge and they would set it, boom, with the, with the blunt end of the axe. Instead of just trying to chop through it, they would, they would, or saw through it, they would set the wedge. And this disagreement among Fellow believers sets the wedge, divides us. Sets the wedge, and if you keep tapping it, and you don't have to be a Paul Bunyan with muscles where I don't have places to keep hitting it, and you don't have to hit it a very long time. Once the wedge is set, and you keep hammering it, pressure builds up, and eventually the log will split into two because of that pressure don't ever give place to the devil in this area even his husbands and wives the devil will try to set a wedge set a wedge to split us apart the Bible said that that we are we are never never to be at odds with one another and hold that attitude amen lest Satan should get an advantage Over us. And that's the problem. Our divisions are allowing. The devil to get an advantage. That he should never. Ever ever have. But when we come together. Kindly hearted to one another. Forgiving one another. Don't let the sun go down. On your wrath. Your justifiable anger. Just forgive. Why? 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 For Jesus sake. Not for any other reason, but for Jesus' sake. For if God, for Jesus' sake, has forgiven you, so ought ye, or owe ye. It's what ought means. It means we owe this to one another. Ought ye to forgive one another. Friend of mine, when you stand, praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, for if we don't forgive men their trespasses against us, it's a pattern prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as contingent on we forgive. You forgive us our trespasses. Listen, it's contingent on our forgiving one another. That's how we stay. We can't be perfectly united in everything all the time. But when we are we can forgive quickly And come back in harmony. For the sake of the kingdom of God. And the king of glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And it brings us back into harmony. And we can pray together. And we can be still and know he's God. And stand still together. And see the salvation. See the very deliverance of God hallelujah oh dear friend of mine I'm so glad today that God is calling us to unity and God is calling us to harmony and God is calling us to pray together to pray for one another hallelujah amen and to pray for the pressing needs of this last day in time generation that we are living in and see a counter move against the enemy who seems to be taking ground more and more and more and more in our culture, but to counter that move with a mighty outpouring of the power of God. Amen. I've heard last day revival for all my life as a Christian. And I haven't seen it. But I believe that I'm seeing it begin. Now, somewhere, enough people are gathering together, putting aside their differences, and praying in corporate prayer. And there's a move of God. It's, it's happening on college campuses here and there. It's dotted. It is sporadic, but it's happening I just saw a video played through a cell phone last Sunday <laughs> after church of a, of a coach that baptized 25 people. In his college uh team and and then a little later baptized another seventy five people to make it now a hundred people and it 's I call it holy ghost fission, like nuclear fission when 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 one one nucleus is released and pierces another atom that releases another and another and another and another. And another. And, and I, I feel this in my heart. I feel it in my soul. Praise God. Amen. That these, these little, the coach called it, it's nothing more or less than a mini revival. Well, here's the deal as we close today. Israel had not seen rain for three and a half years as a corrective judgment in the land. And the prophet prayed again told his servant to go look and see if the answer was in anywhere on the horizon, which would be a cloud, meaning that now this drought was over. It's time for restoration. Repentance brings restoration. (laughs) Sometimes chastisement brings repentance, but repentance brings restoration. He was looking for it. His servant came back again and again and again and didn't see nothing, didn't see anything. And then he sent him again the seventh time. God's complete and perfect number of completion or perfect perfection. He came back and said, well, I didn't see anything of significance, my words. I just saw a little cloud, a cloud, but it was shaped like a man's hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what the prophet said by faith before he saw anything to indicate the answer was coming? I feel the abundance of rain. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I don't see, but I feel an abundance. I have an inward witness. God is ready to break the curse. God is ready to spare the rod. God is ready to restore. Hallelujah. The rain is coming. Praise God. I feel the same thing today. Do you feel it in your soul? Do you feel the witness? That we're, all is not lost. We don't just hold on till Jesus comes and pray He comes before we're torn loose from our faith. No, we're not going to be torn loose from it. No, no, no. Hey Amen. I don't, He could come tomorrow, but until He comes, I believe He wants to move as a result of us interceding together. And I believe, I believe I'm here to see it. I believe long enough. I want to see this move of God in my generation before Jesus comes. Hallelujah. If he's, I want to see it. I want to see it happen. I want to see God glorified. I want to see Jesus magnified. Oh, friend of mine, today, if you don't know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, the Bible says that you're without God and without hope, therefore, in the world. Without God and without hope. It just simply means you're helpless. And it means something else. It means that though God loves you and has sent His Son so that you could be saved, the wrath, the justifiable anger of God Rest upon you. That's a heavy weight to bear. To know that not only. Am I helpless in this world. Because I can't call on God. To help me. But I'm going to be helpless in eternity. Oh friend. Today. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus Christ. Repent of your sin. And be saved. Come, like the scripture says, like the song says, just as I am without one plea but that thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, I come. Come, 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 and drink of the river of life freely. Be saved be sealed by the Holy Spirit and be safe from the wrath to come. And until Jesus comes for you and for us, have all the help you need to weather the storms of life, to lose your fear of death, to know it's just a transition from here to eternity, from mortal to immortal. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus.